you've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go! What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Oh my goodness, what an event that was. Let's just start with gratitude, man. Gratitude for each and every listener. Gratitude for each and every one of y'all. Let me start there. Oh man, super thankful. Dana White, let, let's just tip our hats, man. That was what an event. What an event he just constructed last minute. Um, main event fell out. We lost John Jones versus Stipe, brought in Aspinall versus uh Sergey, and uh, it everything of this fight card just delivered. It was amazing, it was flawless. Everything about it from the I mean, there was a couple, you know, maybe judges, things we could talk about. However, it did not determine the real outcome of any event. So we're okay there. Um, I thought that the referees did amazing. They definitely probably should deserve some bonuses themselves. And um, what an event. What an event. Dana White did it, man. That was, this was one of the most amazing events that I can remember from the UFC and just from sports period. I mean, this was it was flawless. I mean, it, it was damn near flawless. And that goes all the way back to, I, I thought that there was a huge level of respect in this event. Um, a lot of people will say maybe it didn't market the best, but it, for those that love the product, this was the most amazing card ever. Um, I actually loved and enjoyed the sportsmanship. This felt like one of my karate tournaments back in the day was just, it was more of a class thing. And this felt like just a very classy event um there was no crazy you know um homophobic slurs post fight there was no crazy groin kicks or you know head knees and disqualifications and everything went as planned what an amazing event um it was interesting you know to watch Dana White with uh Donald Trump and Kid Rock and Tucker Carlson and just the 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 posse that they rolled in with and just the vibe and everybody was you know very positive and everybody said that it was a real nice vibe when even trump walked in and it was just the the beautiful the event and the energy of that event was beautiful i really wish i could have been there i know that would have been one to remember and how could you miss it um there was somebody on the ufc strike discord i definitely spent a lot of time in there during the events y'all should be in there they're giving away they gave away hella pay-per-view codes this event, and they gave away a lot of packs. They just dropped Series 2. Check out UFC Strike if you haven't already. I've been talking about it. Like I said, invest on your own. I've lost plenty of money in UFC Strike alone. However, I'm playing the long game on that one. I look at them like Pokemon cards. For those who have been following me, I don't play a short game. I don't sell collectibles. I collect a lot of shit. I have a hard time selling. Um, I just like collecting. Um with that being said, I'm playing the long game with that one. I've always bought into things, not expecting to sell them quickly. So that's never really been an issue for me. Series 2 did just drop, though. So if you are interested, do your research. Not saying put your money there, but definitely look into it. Love the events, the championship lounges. Oh, man, I look forward to it. Listening to Dana White talk about the spear, I don't know how much that sphere ticket will cost, but I will do whatever I can in my life. It has become my purpose to get that ticket. Um, 
and I will be at that event. So if you all go into that event, hopefully we can link up. Hopefully we'll be in the championship lounge. I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Let's get to the event. Oh, my goodness. UFC 295. It delivered, folks. Let's start with the first event. The respect, the respect of this of this card was amazing. Like I said, it reminds me of my childhood karate tournaments, and uh, I haven't experienced something like that in MMA for quite some time. So I loved it. I loved it. I'm not sure if it was inter- because it was international and not in America because we're full of hate over here, but there are a lot of Americans on this card. So we'll just jump into, oh, I got to take some responsibility before I even, and it's all totally about this fight. My my fight picks, my fight picks. I'm gonna go ahead, come out, and just say I did absolute ass on this card. Um, it was the worst I've ever done fight picks wise. Uh, I definitely got called out on a lot of them, and that's saying a lot because my last fight picks and my last event were not very good. I went with a lot of underdogs that last event with a uh, Islam. You know, I went with um. Volkanowski, I went with Kamaru Usman, both coming in off short notices. You know, they both lost. I, I took that as it was. The short notices got me. I kind of took that into, you know, the way that I was looking at this, and that actually played into my decisions on some of the main card events. But it didn't work. It didn't work. As I said, every every fight on the main card delivered fight in the night, you know, or performance of the night bonuses. This is unexpected. You really could not guess this. I guess some people did, but this is a best case scenario. This is every dream come true. This was amazing. I loved every part of it. I'm glad that I lost for the performances that we witnessed. I will take my L's to take everybody gets a W on that one. So I'll take the L. I don't even mind it. My pick sucked and I can I can honestly Look back, I can explain why my pick sucked um, on a couple of them, and it was just lack of focus that goes on me. My One of my worst attributes would be my memory. I relied heavily on my memory going into this fight because I felt like I knew most of these fighters. Almost every one of these fighters, I can tell you, I know them pretty well. Um, I used that in my brain, in my filing cabinet of fighter, you know, information to make my decisions and a lot of that let's just take the uh, Benoit what's his name Saint Denise I think it's Benoit Saint Denise situation versus Frivola I love Saint Denise anybody who's been following me knows I've been high on him since he first started um, I, I love everything about him however in a recent event we had Mr. Dos Santos was fighting and in reviewing his tape, I remember I watched his fight versus St. Benice. And uh, I I want to say it's a recency bias. And it's not St. Saint, Saint Denis' most recent fight. However, it was the most recent fight that I watched of him. And I know how much of just a talented athlete. Um, he's very mentally strong, you know, and I, I understand that. I just watched the beating that he took from Dos Santos and that referee was fired because he didn't call the fight. Dos Santos beat the brakes off of him. For those that don't know, that was the last fight that referee I think ever refed, possibly ever. I don't know if he ever found another organization. I don't know if who the hell would hire him. It was disgusting. It was sad. 
And that definitely played into my decision. Um, that and, you know, I I don't know how much I favor it because I've never been a real Matt Frivola fan, but he's done a lot with UFC strikes, so I don't know how much personally I just wanted him to win. And I don't want to claim that bias, but I got to say it was probably there because I've never been a big fan of his fight. I, he's a dog. I love everything about him, but I've never thought that he – there's no reason why I should have picked him. Looking back, um, I, I love Saint Denis. I've always looked up to him, being very talented. He's he's very skilled, and uh, it was just it all. The only reason I can think of was recency bias on that one, and that's making no excuse. That's just relying on my memory. My memory sucks, and that that definitely played into. It. I have it playing in my head right now. I can visually see it, and that is what I picture when I when I think of him. And I should have watched the more recent fights and actually had a, a more clear vision. So that's no excuse. I'm just explaining that position. Um, Derns versus Andrade, for example. I thought Derns would break it to the ground. Same with Riki. I thought she'd get it to the ground. Sergey versus Aspinall. Who the hell knows who was going to win that one? Um, oh, Prokaska versus Piera. I thought Prokaska would do better on the ground. You know, and then um, Diego Sanchez versus Pat Sabatini. Pat is awesome. Diego Sanchez, as sad as this sounds, I always confuse that fool with Ricky Simone. And I know it because I have a Ricky Simone UFC rookie card right here, and I confuse the two every damn time because I think they look familiar. And I, if I had known it was that dude from those two performances, it would have been very hard to bet against them. But it's hard when I'm just watching, looking at names and looking at the profile, like the little pictures on the bulletin and just looking – Damn, I fucked up on that one. So that, like I said, it was just lack of focus. Um, Costa versus Erge, that one I thought close, but we'll go back to the first event. I got no excuses. Like I said, my fight picks, they were ass. Like I would never bet on most of them. I would bet the same way. Um, Derns, I still think she could have secured the takedown. I'm not sure what happened with her. Uh, listening to the coach, the announcers, which which is that's why I had to sigh. It's depressing in its own. However, I did hear one of the the coach. I forget his name. He's off the you know jumps on every once in a while. He was just talking shit about you need to fire whoever fired her boxing coach. I'm sure that he was friends with his boxing coach. I didn't think it was very professional the way that he went about that. However, he did definitely have a point. I thought Mackenzie Dern's stand up. Uh, decreased it didn't look as sharp as she was last fight and i thought she'd be able to get it to the ground so for the most part yes my picks were horrible i take it self-responsibility um lack of focus on that part i've been focusing on a lot of other areas um i've been gaming i actually played some halo wars so that's that's my take responsibility there but i also been sanding getting my car ready spending a lot of time with my daughter going through some some things in my life personally that had just uh probably compromise my focus um my you know just uh my decision making and uh damn man I, I i just wanted to take full responsibility for that and for anybody who if you did bet on bet on my shit you lost money with me man i'm not gonna lie so and at this point i can't reimburse i can't help a brother out um i'll give you all my shirt but if y'all need some money man we, we in this together i go beg with you so Love, appreciate, let's go work together, build some shit like I'm doing in my house. Just clean some paint guns. I've been working on that and just running lacquer through those, getting all the pre-lube and shit out of that. So it's been, I've been I've been busy, folks, but lack of focus, off on this one. Take my L's, take that one. Jumped in the Coliseum, I took my loss. Uh, definitely see ways that I can improve my own performance and going forward. Damn, I got to 
I got, see, I don't rely on my emotions. Like St. Denise, I, I love that dude. Uh, there's a lot of them. I, I would love to see them win. Uh, Roberts, for example, he's from the Dino. He's from, you know, my hometown. He's from here. I couldn't, I couldn't go with him. I thought he'd lose just by taking the, the short notice when he missed weight, things like that. So I did better on not judging with my emotions, but at the same time, I still see some biases that played into it that I really need to watch for going forward. So I apologize. It's a moment of growth, and we're moving, we're moving. What an event. Let's start with Jamal Emmers. Oh, my goodness, man. Who the hell? Let me get some names up here. He fought. Oh, I ain't even going to pronounce that, but Bazooka Jitta. This was a round one TKO immediately. That was a beautiful performance. Um, shit, saw that come. I mean, I didn't think Emmers was going to do too well because he didn't make weight. I believe that after he finished, he was actually like 50 G. Was that the dude that was like 50 G's, 50 G's, but you can't get 50 G's when you didn't make weight. It's very unfortunate for your brother, but uh, that's the rules that we play by. So because you didn't make weight, I'm not going to give you too much attention because he lost the fight at the scales. However, he does deserve it. It was a beautiful performance. And um, going forward, I'm just going to drop a little idea. Maybe he could fight Mr. Jack Jenkins. He's coming off a loss, but he had a lot of hype going for um, going into that one. And he would have skyrocketed if he took that win. However, now Emmers has a chance to maybe steal some hype. Jenkins coming off the loss. Emmers coming off the dub. That's a nice matchup. It'd be fun to watch. Run that one. Joshua Van, he got a decision over Borjas. Borjas, man, you could tell that boy grew up throwing putazos. He came in here definitely wanting to fight. Um, I believe he dropped Van or definitely injured him. It stunned him really good at one point. It was a good fight um, back and forth. However, Van did unanimously win. Definitely showed... Um, he can take a shot. He can deliver a shot. He's a very solid athlete. I think that there would be a great matchup to watch him fight CJ Vergara. Um, CJ, he's he's a dog. He comes out. He wants to throw putasos. He'll definitely test Vaughn. Vaughn definitely, you know, got himself a little credit on this one. Hopefully, a move up on the prelim. Maybe find himself on the main prelim card next fight. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Emmers as well. Both, both beautiful performances. Uh, John Castaneda defeated uh, Mr. Kang. This one hurt because I did bet Kang. We were in the Discord going crazy. I definitely thought he was the Kang of everything, especially when it came to this event. And uh, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. You know, all these fights, like I said, this whole fight card was amazing. Even this decision was, it was fun to watch. Um, I thought Kang was a little too relaxed. Um, Castanota, he was he he looked sharp. There was no if ands or buts. Take nothing away from him. His kicks were on point. His hands were just a little bit quicker. His footwork was on point. He was definitely faster on the feet. So hats off. We just got to give it up to him. Give it up to the guy. Next, who would we like to see him fight? Um, just because. It didn't seem like he took too much damage. He's probably going to be looking for a fight right away. And I think Javad Basharat, who just landed a groin kick against Mr. Henry that was called a leg kick. Most people will be familiar with this. It just happened like two events ago. So he should be looking for a fight. John Castaneda, he'll be ready. Both of them are very sharp strikers. I think that would be a good matchup. 
you know, Basharat, he's, re- I'm sure, ready for a fight because he just landed the groin kick. I want to say it was the first or second round, but I don't believe he took too much damage prior. And Castaneda didn't look like he took too much damage. So run it back. Beautiful fight. Great performance. Next fight was Jared Gordon. Uh, round one TKO. What a performance, man. That was beautiful. He was fighting, uh, what was that guy's name? Madsen. And Madsen was giving him the business. Definitely got on him very early. Started applying the pressure. Got on a clinch. Just was holding him. He was definitely out clinching him at that point. Um, I thought Gordon was struggling at the beginning of round one with that pressure. You could definitely see him adapt towards later round one. Started hitting Madsen, you know, mentally that uh, Jordan, uh, Gordon, he's uh, prepared for this one. Round two, it was a game over. Game over, I believe. No, it was it round one. It didn't even go to round two. It was the end of round one, I guess, by record. So that was just a long, drawn-out story in my mind. See, that was two rounds. Madsen came out hot. I remember he was he had him had him by the back of the head. He was landing some great clinch work, and he just broke. Um, you definitely watched him unfold. I didn't think that was in one round, but according to my notes, it was. He unraveled. He was, he was definitely applying that pressure. He was hot at first, just going, going, and you just watched him mentally break. Uh, a lot of guys do that, and it uh, it's something he can work on, something he can definitely get better. Charles Oliveira is a perfect example. It's just he has a lot of talent. He was definitely out there. You can tell his conditioning was on point. I don't think that it was a stamina issue as much as it was more of a mentally he let himself gas out type issue. And that was more of a mental fatigue more than a physical fatigue, if I had to guess. But what do I know? I just fought for a long time. I did have somebody ask me the other day, I have all this fighting to do. Why don't you fight? And it's like, man, I can't pass the uh, the physicals. As that's the honest truth. Bre- broke my back. Um, either it was either robbing, and we were. I was robbing a warehouse, and I had to jump off. There were police lights all over the building. I had to jump off to get to the truck. And when I hit the ground, I remember like I lost feeling in my legs, and my buddies picked me up into the back of the pickup. It was either that time when we were trying to steal rims with a rope, or it was riding the dirt bikes and hitting a like a seventy foot double. I just remember when I crashed and just the feeling in my back and like my legs that day. Um, it was just like a, a strange tingleness, and I thought I was paralyzed when it happened. However, I didn't go to doctors till like, you know, a little while later. And then when I did go to the doctor, I'm talking like almost a year later, the doctor was even like, oh, my God, like you fractured your back and it's already healing. Like, when did this happen? And my mom just started crying and we didn't have no medical insurance, man. We lived a different life, but I'm proud to be an American. And I mean that I'm super thankful um, for every opportunity, for every freedom that I do have. I don't support the wars that we do support um overseas most of the time however i'm i'm appreciative and i'm thankful and happy veterans day to all of those that have served i do appreciate you and i mean that around the world if you're fighting for what you truly believe in not fighting for what your government government believes in but if you're fighting for something that you truly believe in i respect it i honor you and my heart goes out to the generations um that's a that's a tough one, man. I really respect all the warriors on each side. Um, there's no real winners in a war. It, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. But it was like watching Yuri and Alex Pierre go at it. It was just two warriors in spirit and just a battle of wills, a battle of strengths. And let's see who comes out on top. I respect that 100%. Not like cowards dropping bombs, killing innocent children. But back to the fights. Back to the fights. 
Next fight. Oh, this this was this was a great fight. This was actually the fight of the night was Nazim Sadakov, I guess we'll we'll pronounce it versus Fakarovsk versus uh let me try that again. Fashchatsalov Borshalov. I don't know how the fuck to pronounce that, but I need to work on. It. I've been working on it, folks. I, I've been working on my Arabic actually with my little liquor store lady. I think I told you she said I have no in in the uh, what the fuck is it called? The uh, American language. In our language, we have no... Whatever the fuck y'all do that. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, we don't do that shit in American. I, I'm better with the tongue rolls, you know. I, I have my, my Hispanic people my whole life, but I need to work better on that whole throat thing that y'all do. I was also trying to learn some click language, man. I be watching some weird stuff. So, back to the fights, back to the fights, back to the fights. Uh, fight of the night, man. This was... Oh, this was amazing, dude. I was... The Discord was going crazy for the UFC strike. We were all going nuts. Definitely, I thought Borshoff came out. He was looking great the first round. I believe it was round two. Like I said, my memory sucks, folks. So if my rounds are off, I truly apologize. This is the way I remember it. My shit be fucked up. Borshoff, uh, very sharp round one, man. You saw his kickboxing experience, and you saw, um, I'm just going to call him Nazi, but you saw Nazi was very... Very condensed on his defense. He would just, we'll call it, I don't like using the word shell because there is a Philly shell defense, but he just put his arms up. Almost more of a boxing type defense. It was an interesting tactic that he was using. Just kind of, you know, shelled up, took the blows, and just kind of went with it where Borshev was kind of trying to lean out of the way, getting caught more at the end of punches and taking huge shots on the jaw. Second round, he got dropped. However, he his kickboxing was on point. It was such a beautiful fight. The way he was working the body, both both men landed some big body shots. But Borshov, you saw that his kickboxing was on point. It was beautiful. He took a huge shot in the second. He was damaged for damn near a minute and a half. Thankfully, the fight went to the ground. He was able to survive. The referee did not did not, did not call the fight. Give the referee his fucking money, man. That was amazing. The referee could have called the fight. Um, however, he was still defending. He was in a position. He was not unconscious. You saw that, and he kept going. It was amazing to see him get up and come out round three. He put in, you know, just refocused, got off the stool, came out and took the, took the round. Maybe he was knocked down in round one, but I'm pretty sure it was round two. But either way, his kickboxing was on point. He did decent on the ground. I liked his uh, defense, even especially with how damaged he was. And he was able to get back up and recalibrate, we'll call it, because he was fucking rocked. So that was amazing. Both fighters, you know, withstood the challenge. I think Nazi... Lost the fight. If I had to, you know, pick a winner loss, um, I would rather be Borshov because he was outstriking the hell out of him, but he did get caught with a huge punch that ended up costing him the entire round because he was in recovery, fight for his life mode for like two minutes of that damn fight. Uh, that round, it was, it was, it was impressive. It was very impressive. Remember, remind me of Czech Congo for those that remember that moment. Um, that was definitely a much crazier and dramatic moment. However. The heart was there. That was an amazing performance. Hats off to both gentlemen once again. Congratulations on the hundred grand y'all just earned split between yourselves. 
enjoy y'all deserve it and uh great fight great fight and it was really fun to be in the discord going back and forth with everybody like i said it was such a respectful event just from everybody everybody involved that from the discord to the actual event on the on the tv uh, my community's been really close a lot of people coming together the police stopped by they were talking about my hondas and how much he loves my hondas because he had an 87 and blah 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 it's just it was such it's it just beautiful people man i love i love y'all i love y'all next fight this is like i said this one my heart was on my heart was on the line but i didn't you know i couldn't bet on it Rabiki versus Roberts. Rabiki's got the hype, man. This dude is fucking on one. He is coming out. He is just, it was a round one submission, and it was beautifully done. Verbal submission by Roberts. Roberts, my San Bernardino baby, man. Love you. Love you. Definitely coming in off of one week's notice. Miss weight by three pounds. Even Dana White said it's okay. Like, came in week's notice. But, you still lost the fight at the scale. And then you went in there and got your ass whooped. So it's a double negative. But I do love him because he's from San Bernardino. So my heart goes out to you. Rabiki, that was an amazing performance. That arm bar, it was definitely telegraphed. I think that, you know, Robert should have saw it. If he was mentally prepared, had a full camp, probably would have been a different fight. But that takes nothing away from what was done. Rabiki, oh, oh man. I, okay, so Rabiki, uh... What do we do with him? What do we do with him? I would say, and and this is a maybe a little bias and a little um, favoritism because I really like this individual. I've been calling for him to get some dope shots, but I really think it would be a fun, fun fight to watch. Terrence McKinney. Terrence McKinney just got the new T-Rex tattoo on his back. I remember seeing that on, on X. Um, that would be one hell of a fight. And you'll really test Rabiki, and it'll get Rabiki some... I think Terrence McKinney's got a good name for himself. He's got some hype. So Rabiki goes out there and dominates that one. I think it's a much more hype than defeating Roberts. Nothing against, like I said, Roberts, a home, hometown cat. Nothing but love for that guy. Back to Jared Gordon. Who do I think Jared Gordon should fight next? Um, just because I forgot to give that to you. I'd like to see him fight um, Elves Brenner. I think that would be a good fight. Or just for the ranking, uh, you can even pair him up with Jalen Turner. It would be, I think, Jordan, um, Gordon enjoys a stand-up striking match. So does Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner's length it gives everybody a problem. I think that'd be a very fun fight to watch. But I think Brenner's really around a closer ranking. That's probably. I think they both, you know, need a fight as well. But Jalen Turner would be a fun one to watch. I think Gordon would really be tested at that point. He wants to move up quickly. That would be an avenue and. A real test for him. Sorry to have to loop back, but I didn't want to forget him. Over to what I called my underdog fight of the night. It was a very controversial fight when it came to the judges. I think probably, you know, I'm not going to say that, the you know, it was a robbery or anything like that. We can, it could have gone either way. I would have rather see a draw, but that's Tabitha Riki versus Lupe Godinez. Damn, my heart was on this one, man. Well, all my money was too, pretty much. Um, definitely thought Riki was going to take this one as my underdog. She's been just dominating besides the one fight that she came in on short notice, and she was uh, undersized against uh, Fanat, and Fanat put, whooped her ass. But other than that, Riki's looked damn good. 
She definitely has a great ground game, great judo game, and a failure to get the fight to the ground. That's exactly what happened. It sucked to see because uh, Godinez, she definitely wasn't as active. I thought Tabitha Riki was much more active, landed many more strikes. One judge even scored the fight 30-27 to 27, miraculously by some miracle. I do think that has a lot to do. Riki got dropped in the first round. Uh, Godinez was putting it. You know, putting it on her. We're definitely giving her the business. However, Tabitha Riki dropped Godinez in the last 15 seconds and was giving her the business at the end of the round. I believe that's why the judge gave her that round. Because, I mean, she dropped her. And it was right at the end of the round. When you get that damage right at the end of the round, it looks great going into the scoring. Just I think that's a recency bias thing. And um, most of the other judges scored it the other way. Round two, I thought Tabitha Riki was on fire. She was definitely landing a lot more volume. Um, Loopy, again, she was just more damage. She was definitely doing more damage, more concentrated, sitting down on her punches, but Tabitha Riki was just going. The failure was Tabitha Riki could not get it to the ground. Um, I thought for sure with her judo and her jujitsu, and you know, once she did the stand up for a little bit, I thought she'd be able to take it to the ground to at least win a decision. She failed. She was not able to take it to the ground. She tried multiple times, probably like almost ten shots, never got it there. It was uh, it was sad to see. I definitely was hoping that she would be able to use. She has so much skill in those areas, and she was not able to take advantage of any of it and ended up just fighting Lupe's fight. Nothing but, you know, hats off, respect to Lupe. Congratulations. It puts her in a very good position. She got four wins this calendar year. First female fighter ever, I believe. So once again, making history, setting history, nothing but respect. Um Four wins in one year of the UFC. I mean, she earned it. She earns everything that she gets going forward. I think that she's going to get a great boost um, into the direction of the top five, possibly. Her next matchups, to be fair, you can put against Mackenzie Derns. She's coming off a loss on the same card just because it kind of lines up and Mackenzie Derns is ranked, you know, quite a few spots higher, maybe two or three spots higher, depending on where they fall ranking-wise. It might drop today or tomorrow. I'm not sure when the rankings drop. But you can line her up with Mackenzie Dern, or a fight that I would really like to see is her against Marina Rodriguez. And Marina's been looking for a fight. I know Marina wants to fight up, but you can steal all the hype of somebody moving right now in Lupe Godinez. You steal that hype, and it's going to be hard to deny Marina Rodriguez a fight at least for number one contendership, if not a title shot after that. So I wouldn't be surprised if Lupe jumps all the way up there. Marina has not fought Lupe before. Lupe has fought a lot of the girls in the top eight. And uh, Marina's right there, man. Or Mackenzie Dern. She's coming off. Mackenzie Dern's going to have to figure something out because I'll get to that fight. But damn, man, lost on that one too. Oh, congratulations, Lupe. Uh, nothing, Nothing but respect for what she accomplished. All right, Steve Urseg, man, what the hell, man? This this fight got me, too. Mr. Urseg fought Mr. Costa. Costa came in a short-notice fight, you know, came in on a short notice and, and displayed the heart of a lion. 
I got nothing but respect for Costa, what he did. I definitely picked Costa to win. I was not buying the Ursig hype. I know that he trains with Volkanowski and that team over there. He definitely got some killers in Adesanya and just his backing and support system is unmatched and paralleled at this point. However, Costa came in and he had fucking power. He came in. He's built like a truck. So Ursig, that long, lanky, almost Corey Sandahagen type vibe. Um, a lot of lanky strikes, pinpoint accuracy, very you know good on the outside, very well-rounded fighter. Like I said, you can just tell by who he fights with in Volkanowski so, or trains with. He's up there. Costa came out ready to bang. Costa is a ground game black belt, definitely you know on the ground not where you want to get him. However, he went out there just throwing bolo putasos, trying to knock the pinata off the string type shit. I mean, he was throwing. It, it was a beautiful fight, and he was knocking Ursig's head around. Um, I thought he broke Ursig very clearly. Ursig did not want to stand with them. The third round, Ursig was begging him to get on. I mean, he was crotch sniffing for those, you know, like the term or don't. He was definitely chasing that. He was not trying to stand up with that man. Um, Costa was banging. I mean, he, he just... Loading up, you knew exactly what he was doing. He would go ahead, throw something at me, and I'm just he just retaliated. It was beautiful. I loved everything about it, and uh, beautiful fight. (sighs) I would love to see it ran, but I think Costa beats him on a full camp. I honestly do. Ursig was broken mentally, and I don't see very much going forward for him. I'm not looking forward to it. Let me just put it that way. With that being said, you can put him, for all I care, against somebody like Tim Elliott, um, who's, you know, a veteran in the game. Not sure if Elliott's going to keep fighting, but it'll move him up the rankings. He does deserve it. Uh, Mr. Ursig deserves it. And Elliott, I mean, I don't see him winning that fight, but if he wants to fight, it'll be a decent payday for him. If you really want to give him a test, put Ursig against the Tibetan Warrior. That would be a good matchup. Uh, the, I believe the Tibetan Warrior is coming off a loss, but... Overall, has a lot of hype. He's up there in the rankings, and it'll give him a nice challenge. Next fight. This is where the main card starts. This is where I really started messing up. But like I said, I can I can explain where these ones went wrong. Diego Lopez. Oh, man. There's round one TKO against Sabatini. And Sabatini is... These two guys are ground technicians. For people that don't know, I'm sure most of you do. I really thought Sabatini was the more well-rounded fighter. I just hadn't seen enough. But like I said, Diego Lopez, I really get confused with him and Ricky Simone. I really got to remember this. And that's just going a lot off visuals and the fact that I have Ricky Simone auto cards and Ricky Simone cards and Diego Lopez. I don't know why I always mess them up. I mess those two up. It's something in my mind that doesn't click. Diego Lopez is a star. He is a star. I've loved every fight that he's ever participated in, even the ones he lost. I remember when he came in off short notice on his very first fight. I was so impressed. I apologize. I didn't know it was you. I should have went with you. And uh, that's uh, that one's on me. That was lack of focus. I should have watched all I had to do was watch some film on you, but it was just clicking wrong in my head. Didn't put the pieces together. I know who Sabatini is. I know how well-rounded he was, so I didn't even look into it after. I didn't even really question it. That's on me. My bad. No excuses. Diego Lopez, I mean, I love everything about him. What he's going to do, I think he probably main events a fight night with the type of hype that he is bringing. He deserves it. Um, I would love to see it. 
And who would he fight? I would pair him up against Dan Ige. And that'll jump him up in the ranking. And I think Dan Ige, very hard guy to finish. Doesn't happen. If anybody's going to do it, it's Diego Lopez. I think that Diego Lopez, you put him in that situation, he deserves it, and he may even be able to walk out of there with a finish, whether it's on the ground because he has great grappling and he just showed an ability to get the KO. So that would be a great matchup. Dan Ige, great veteran, uh, definitely been up there for a while. We can call him a gatekeeper, but he is uh, always up there. Amazing fighter, nothing but respect, and I would love to see both of them get at it, man. Shout out, shout out. Diego Lopez, that was an amazing event. Oh, Frivola, Fri, Friola, or whatever. Frivola versus Benoit St. Denis. Benoit, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, St. Denis, man. I, You know, I went with Frivola this one. Like I said, I don't know if it was just a, it's got to be a recency bias because I've been a big St. Denis fan since I've actually watched him fight. Um, I remember when he, you know, broke against Dos Santos. That was a tough one. Dos Santos is a dog, though. He's a just watching his most recent fight. He's just a different level, different caliber. He's a true warrior. You know, there's not very many like that, and he is one of them. So that recency bias definitely played into it because I where Saint Denise is going to go from here is nowhere but up. I mean, he is he is on a rocket shooting through the rankings, and it is amazing to watch him fight. He's a special forces guy. You can tell mentally he is a special he's a special breed. Um, I love to see that warrior, and you you see it in him. You can you can see the you can see the murder behind them eyes. You know what I mean? And we can we can recognize. So, what a performance! It was amazing the way he came out. The head kick that he landed on Favola was just beautiful. He understood that Favola was not going to like the engagement and was going to want the distance. So he, uh, he, you know, Hey, you want the distance? There's my subtraction right there. Boom, boom. It was on point knockout. It was nice to see the salute and just the respect after, and just through the whole event. Like I said, the sportsmanship on this fight card was unmatched. It was beautiful. And damn, Benoit, I didn't bet for you this time, man. My apologies. No excuses. All I can blame it on is a recency bias. I should have focused, watched his more recent events. Instead, I got this track playing back of the referee that didn't stop the fight. And uh, my 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 bad, man. Who should St. Denise fight? All right. If you want to just look at, you know, ranking-wise, Jalen Turner, like I say, you could put him up against Jalen Turner. I think that would be a fun little matchup just because Jalen Turner has that size. He has that length and uh, might give St. Denise a little issues there. Um, and it gives St. Denise a chance to rise up the match, you know, the rankings, the fight I would want to see if I really got to, you know, let, let's, let's really put a fight together is Gamrot. I think, you know, Benoit St. Denise versus Gamrot is, is, I mean, those are two warriors. And Gamrod is on a, he's on a rocket himself. I don't understand how he shot up so fast, and he's up there looking for a title match. Benoit probably isn't on that level yet. Can't probably jump up that high, but if you can't find Gamrod a fight, you, you put St. Denise in that spot, and he will fill the shoes. I think it's more likely you put him up against a Jalen Turner and really test him out. I think that it'll take Jalen Turner to the ground and just dominate that fight but if Jalen Turner is able to use his size and 
athleticism, you know, just his size, basically, in length, then I think it would be a very interesting fight, and we'll get to see and learn something about St. Denis. So I'd like to see it go that way. He deserves Gamrot, but, hey, I apologize because I didn't pick you. So on me, I wish I still had that sound effect. I need to figure out how to put it back on there. But for you, it's a hats off. Beautiful fight, beautiful fight. Next fight, got this one wrong too, man. Jessica Andrade versus Mackenzie Dern. I thought for sure Dern was going to come out and take this one to the ground. I know she has the ability to dominate on the floor, but she failed to get it there. Andrade, nothing but respect. That was a great performance. Came out, what was it, round one? Round two KO. I mean, it, it was it was a, a performance to remember. And Andrade has done plenty of those. She's definitely taken her... Fair share of losses at Mackenzie Dern. She had all the momentum. This was her chance to shoot up those rankings, get in that top five, and even fight her way to a non- number one contendership. She was on the way. It's just those those bright lights. They got too bright. Um, Mackenzie Dern's listening to the announcers or telecaster or commentators on the, the program. Actually, they were saying that she switched coaches. Very interesting because her boxing had definitely decreased from her last fight. That chin was all up in the air, just waiting to get hit. Um, that all plays out. It, it definitely matters, and we'll see. I, I don't know if it's the bright lights, if she was outmatched, but she just failed to get it to the ground. She definitely has an advantage in that area, and she couldn't get it there. That comes down more to the wrestling, however... If the stand-up was there, maybe she wouldn't have to rely on it. Always interesting to see how that goes back, but that's taking nothing away from what Andrade has accomplished. Just in this fight, in her career, looking into who to fight next, she's fought everybody. I mean, she's literally fought everybody in the tops. I mean, you can look at everything. You can put her up with anybody. Any rematch looks awesome because Andrade, you know what you're getting. It's just like, is she going to land that? She's going out there to just knock their head off. One person she hasn't fought and I think would be a great matchup. She is actually ranked, I think, number one right now. Um, like, number one contender is Carla Esparza. She's never fought Andrade. Andrade deserves anybody who's up there to fight. She's fought everybody. She's lost to most of the top three. But this gets her up into that conversation once again. She deserves it, especially after a performance like this. Plus, she's always down. You can call her on short notice. It can be next day fight. Andrade is always ready. I respect it. I did not think she was going to pull this off just because she's kind of, I'm going to say one-dimensional, but that's very disrespectful, so I don't want to put it that way just due to the, it's more of a general term. Andrade is a beast. She has all the knockout power, especially for that size. She's one of the few that do, and nothing but respect for what she's accomplished and very excited. I hope she gets to move up, and she deserves the world. If she keeps working her ass off, she deserves it, whether you like her or not. Next fight, this one got me, man. Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Pavlovich. Man, this was this was uh this one really sucked because for those that don't know, definitely uh, I'm a huge supporter of the UFC. When I can buy a card, I definitely buy a card. I'm unemployed, and every dollar that I do get is going into rent and into the business that I'm trying to build and put together in my powder coating business. And I'm actually painting quite a bit of cars right now, so. That kind of goes, maybe it goes that direction, but we'll see. Definitely powder coating, but with the clean air, it all kind of goes hand in hand. One thing kind of provides for the other, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, man, man, man. Tom Aspinall. 
he he's here, folks. He has arrived. I mean, we, we got to give it up to him. Give it up, Tom Aspinall. Motherfucker got me, man. I thought for sure Sergey, and I don't know, man. Maybe it's just the Russian thing and all these Rocky movies growing up, but it was you know that Russian, the big Russian man. Sergey is he, he's a beast. He's a scary motherfucker. When I watched his fights, he's uh not many holes in his game. Aspinall, something. I mean, those those punches, the combination that he landed just to even rock him, hit, hit him with the left, right, bang, bang. And before he could even react, he hit him with another left, right, bang, bang. And that right just took him. The equilibrium was gone. I mean, that's true power in the heavyweight division. It was beautiful to watch. Oh, my goodness, man. That was – I never doubted him. I never doubted him, but I, I, I definitely didn't see him going that far. I mean, whew. We knew it could, those heavyweights. I mean, it's beautiful to watch. And when I'm looking at everybody else up there, it's like he, he's he got it. He, he's been he's been there. He's beaten a lot of the top guys already. Um, it, I was looking maybe Volkov could give him an issue. He submitted Volkov already. There's only one guy he can really fight, and uh, Tom Aspinall has to fight. It's going to be probably Surreal Gone. I know he wants Surreal Gone to fight Almeida. Um, I'm not looking forward to Almeida's fights at all, especially with that. Last fight against Derek Lewis, I didn't like the way he just laid on top and the, the uh, lack of ground and pound that he displayed. I think that he can definitely stay down and fight somebody else. I'd love to see Aspinall fight Surreal gone. But with it sounds like Aspinall's you know willing to sit out a year to see what happens with John Jones. So Surreal gone will probably fight Almeida. Be a great fight. I would look forward to it. Um, it, it can even, you know, that could be a pay-per-view event, maybe even a co-main. We'll see. What does Aspinall do next? He's got to sit back, wait for John Jones, Sergey, see how that all plays out. But just listening to Aspinall and just the respect that him and Sergey displayed um, before and after the fight, it was beautiful, man. I love everything about it. Um, nothing but respect for what they did, especially I love Aspinall, just his connection with his family, the way that he honored everybody that supported him along his journey. And that has been part of it, and he made everybody feel included. If you don't didn't watch his post fight interview, I'd go watch it just because it just um, his post fight conference um, in the ring was decent too. But just any go watch any of it, man. It just tells you a lot about his personality. He's just a good guy. He seems like somebody that would be an honor to meet, and somebody that would definitely be a teammate immediately. Um, I play a lot of sports, a lot of football and stuff, and he just seems like he would be a teammate. And as soon as you met him, you knew. He'll run through that wall for you. He'll run through that wall with you. You know what I mean? If you run through it, he's coming right behind you. It's just a teammate. That's the type of person that he is, and I truly respect that. He's done nothing but honored martial arts as a person, as a martial artist, and congratulations on your interim championship. That brings up the question. Can you defend an interim championship? I don't know. I don't know how that goes. I hate the interim championship thing. I've spoken on that multiple times. I'm not going to get on a tirade about that right now, but damn, man, you can't defend that title. So he's kind of got to wait to figure out John Jones and Stipe. I think that that fight goes. I'm thinking both of them walk off into the sunset. You never know, especially with John Jones. Fight may never happen. This may all be a debacle. That's more likely because it's a John Jones-Stipe scenario, but never know. Never know. Um, John Jones sounds like he's already in 
rehab. I mean, whoa, physical therapy. I like how Dana White had to run back on that one when he said it. He was like, wait, 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 physical therapy, not in rehab, you know, and he had to correct that one. So that was always good. <clears throat> Fight of the night, man. Main event. We got it. This, I was waiting so much. I mean, even uh, Joe Rogan, I heard him like, that was the most intense stare-off I've ever seen, and he has seen a lot of stare-offs, but I don't think he was lying. You look at both of those guys, that was two warrior souls. It was not talking shit. It was not hatred. That was two warriors prepared to die. That's what that was, and it was just looking at it, it was amazing. It was literally like an Aztec warrior versus a samurai, and I don't know why Yuri keeps getting put as a samurai. I know he, he practices a lot of it, but it's just weird calling him a samurai because he's white, you know, racial profile, and I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all, but th- the truth is what the truth is. So, oh, man, Alex Piera fighting next. I know he called out Israel Adesanya. He thinks that, you know, I like what he said that Israel not fighting is a waste of talent. He believes that he can draw Israel out. I think that he can too. He just opened up a golden ticket for Israel to move up weight, come fight. You know what I mean? Move up weight, come fight me. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if Israel wants to stay down and try to fight down there, what he's going to do. I definitely think that he could, you know, run it back with Sean Strickland and that would be a completely different fight. I would actually really enjoy to see it, but He's got super options now. So whatever Israel does, I would really want to see. But Alex Piera, that's the man man of the hour. And Dana White drew out what happens next. And it sounds like Jamal Hill will get the title shot next, which he deserves. So I'm very thankful that Dana White does it like that. I have nothing against it. Now, if Israel wants to move up, I don't think that you could not allow him to however i don't think it'll be fair because pierre's uh, uh alex is big as fuck already at 185 moving up to 205 he is huge and it would be very hard for israel to compete with alex at that size i believe i think alex will dominate him at that size but oh man jamal hill that's going to be one hell of a fight jamal hill i have seen him take it down to the ground i think that he would smartly do so It would not be wise to try to stand with Alex. However, Alex demonstrated some not so much takedown defense. I think he might have defended one takedown, but he showed his ability to get off his back, which was not what I thought would happen against uh, Yuri. I thought Yuri would have be more dominant, kind of like Jan Blahovich, but Alex has shown that he's progressing. Um, over there working with, damn, what's his name? The dude that got knocked. What the fuck is his name? The, the legend in the sport, man. Old guy. I can see his face, but I can't I can't think of his name. Like I said, my memory sucks. Fuck, what the fuck's his name? I don't know, but whatever. Uh, Alex Pierre, man, he's, he's, he's there. He's improving. He's definitely taking steps in the next to the next level. So I love to see that. Super excited. Um He's got Jamal Hill next. Uh, Jamal Hill's looking like, I think he has like 10 months or something. He's going to be a while before he can actually fight. So it looks like we won't see Alex Pura for at least, you know, June, July, I would say earliest. But that's going to be one hell of a fight. Super interested to see how that all works out. Seven fighters, like I said, got 50K. This is an amazing card. Um, you couldn't draw it up any better. Happy 30 years. I believe it was 30 years. So 30 years, uh, just 100%. 100% just, I mean, you got to look up to what Dana, Dana's done. I mean, he's inspirational. Just watching everything, the 
the challenges, the adversity, the things that he's overcome. I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And I want to thank everybody involved in UFC. I want to thank everybody over there, UFC strike for just giving, you know, us a place to always sit there, chit chat. They keep it real positive in the discord. You could always check them out. Um, just as positive, just community, you know, a little, little recognition for them. They're always giving out pay-per-view codes and all types of things. Uh, I just truly appreciate it. Um, there were some people saying that internationally, a pay-per-view code isn't going to help me because it's only for ESPN+. Plus. If you win an ESPN+, Plus code, and you are in the Discord, and it's, you know, we got to know that you're going to get it because there are a lot of scammers out there. But if you do get it, you can always hit me. Uh, Bob Dog in there, you can always hit me. We'll figure something out. We'll try to get that flipped for you. I may not get you full asking price because that's the way of thing. If they're going to ask full asking price, they don't have to deal with you. Just put it in their card and get it. But we might be able to get you like 50 bucks instead of the 80 or something like that and just flip the card, get you a little cash or some crypto, get it sent over there. I'll try to help you out best I can. But damn, what an event. I mean, that was one for the ages. It was spectacular. I had to wake up, you know, thinking about it all night. It's 3 a.m., I think, or something like that. Had to make this podcast because I can't stop thinking about it. That was beautiful. Um, I can't wait to watch back the entire event. Every fight on it was was amazing. I don't know how Dana White pulled this off, and uh, thank y'all for listening. So, this is Bob Dog. I'm going to tune out now, but I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Um, hope you guys enjoyed Guys, gals, ladies, aliens, toilets, whatever the fuck you want to identify as. Don't mean that against anybody in particular. I hope everybody enjoyed that event as much as I did. That was amazing, astonishing, and just the highlight of my weekend. No matter what happens on the football and everything right now, because I'm a big football guy, I love basketball, all that's going on too, which is why I think I failed at doing the film study that I should have been doing. We had the in-game tournament in the NBA. Um, I got my... Packers podcast going again. I actually stopped that for a year and a half just because of what the Packers organization had going on with the drama and Aaron Rodgers and my lack of time and stuff. So nothing but excuses coming from me. Um, Some bad picks this week, a very good learning experience. Like I said, I apologize. I stepped in the Coliseum and took an L on this one. Love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Amazing event. The respect that we showed at that event, that not we showed, but the respect that was shown at that event was truly inspirational. I loved it. Um, it was the opposite of like the loudmouth McGregor thing, which I have nothing against. I love selling fights too. The whole Colby thing, hey, I can buy that hype. It's just a whole different branch, a whole different direction, a whole different vibe. And uh, it's a culture. It's a culture type thing. And the culture of each card switches. Hey, that's cool. I mean, you can put... Uh, what's his name Manuel Cap and put Cap and Sean Strickland and you put them all on the same card it makes for a great one and you put all those respectful guys on the same card makes for a great one in a different direction so I love appreciate each and every one of y'all we made it amazing event we made it another day we woke up this morning it's a good damn day be thankful I'm thankful for each and every one of y'all Y'all more than welcome to hit me on the DMs if you ever want to talk UFC, have any questions or anything, or just even want to talk shit, because I'll probably answer to that too. So I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. I'm out. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes.
This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one.